Welcome back to another episode of the Sacred Giggle Podcast. This week, we don't have a guest, but we're doing a special solo cast episode. I'm committing to releasing an episode every single week this year, no matter what. So on the rare occasions that we don't have a guest and a conversation, I'll be doing a solo cast episode. And for those of you who follow my Scary Sunday series on Instagram, which is also posted here on the podcast, this will kind of be a more in-depth version of that and less about me sharing you know, my personal vulnerabilities, which is really the point of Scary Sundays, and more about just offering some thoughts and prescriptive, more actionable advice on topics around self-development, personal healing, creating more personal authenticity, trusting ourselves, these kinds of things. So without further ado, as always, this is your host, Ashish, aka Shishi, aka... My voice gets deep when I'm tired. Today's topic is something that I'm really excited to share. And the inspiration for the chat is actually something that my mother sent me on Instagram. So my mom, my sister, and I, we have a cute little family chat DM on Instagram where we share things. And, you know, my mom, God bless her soul, is always sending us really cool spiritual things, positive messages, just kind of trying to brighten our day and I really love and appreciate her for that. And something that she sent last week that really caught my eye was this picture by a spiritual guide and mentor by the name of BK Shivani. That's B-K-S-H-I-V-A-N-I, for those of you who want to look her up. And it was a post that she made. And I'm just going to read what the post said, and then we'll dive into the topic that the post inspired. So the post reads, if we check our habits and sun scars, which is basically our, our habits and behaviors, we know what we want to change. We know why we need to change. We know how we have to change. And yet, we are still unable to change, followed by the sentence, the what, the why, and the how of change works only and only when there is a deep want to change. So this is a beautiful sentiment. It's a beautiful idea, this post about essentially habit formation, right? Getting rid of poor habits, replacing them with good habits, and the discipline, the personal responsibility that it takes to consistently sustain that behavior of maintaining good habits. And it got me thinking, you know, as I read this, well, can we go one layer deeper? So when she says that the what, the why, and the how of change works only and only when there is a deep want to change, how do you create a deep want to change, right? And this is something that is not an original idea of my own by any means. In many schools of thought pertaining to addiction, pertaining to even just basic therapy, it's a commonly held belief, and I believe an accurate one, that a person can only change if they want to, right? It's the old adage of you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink the water. So it just got me thinking, how do we actually influence that desire to change? What makes the difference between somebody who is in a really negative situation, who has a deep desire to change, which will then influence the what, the how, and the why, versus somebody who may be in a similar situation who just simply doesn't have the desire? And as I reflected on it, what came up for me was oftentimes what causes a desire to want to change is a deep sense of self-worth, a deep belief 
that one can change and that one is worthy of change, that one is actually worthy of living those better habits. And the way to access that worthiness is to practice self-love. And we'll get into some practical steps that people can take to practice self-love at the end of the podcast episode. But for now, just to tie everything up, what we can deduce from this is that the road to self-discipline is actually through self-love. The road to creating and sustaining better habits and letting go of behaviors and emotional addictions that no longer serve us is not through this hard-nosed discipline or willpower approach, which can so often, as I'm sure you guys can relate, can so often be colored by this subtle sense of self-hatred, this subtle sense of self-loathing, like, ah, why can't I get it right? I just like this militant voice in our heads, right? That makes us want to do the habit. And so we end up being hard on ourselves. And we all know that that's just not sustainable. Eventually, we're going to crack and we're going to swing in the other direction because there's a little part of us that is not feeling seen when we're being that hard on ourselves. And that little part of us is going to grow stronger and stronger. And eventually it's going to rebel. Or maybe we can keep it up, but at what cost? At the cost of our compassion for ourselves, at the cost of our inflexibility with life, creating more rigidity within ourselves. But the approach to self-discipline in which we first focus fully and entirely all of our energy on simply loving ourselves, on simply being there for ourselves, on simply being compassionate with ourselves, and really feeling worthy that we deserve the life that we want, feeling like Whatever it is out there that we want in our career, in our relationships, in our financial life, we're worthy of it. We deserve it. Cleaning that up and really coming to a place where we believe that, well, that takes care of the belief that we can change. That takes care of the sense of self-worth, which then naturally leads to a deep desire to change. Because the only reason that any organism on earth does not pursue a real and authentic desire for itself is because there is some dissonance within that organism that it's confusing the organism into believing that it either cannot attain the desire or it is not worthy of desire. So if we can fix those limiting beliefs about ourselves and about our abilities and our self-competence, our self-efficacy, that naturally creates a doorway for a deep desire to change, which then naturally creates a doorway for the what we have to change the why we have to change it, and the how we're going to do it, because now we believe that we actually can. It reminds me of the quote, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Think about a time in your life or an activity where you felt so confident. It could be something as simple as brushing your teeth or putting on your shoes, or it could be maybe a skill that you have that you've developed over time that you feel very skilled and confident in. Whatever it is, think about something that you're really good at that you don't even think twice about that you could do in your sleep. Is there any blockage in carrying out that activity? Most likely not, unless there is a lack in the sense of ability or a lack in the belief that you deserve to enjoy the fruits of whatever that labor is. So I'll leave you guys with a couple practical tools that I've been employing in my life that have really helped me to focus on self-love and self-worthiness and self-belief. Because for so long, I tried the militant route right? I tried to be disciplined. I tried to wake up at a certain time and I would berate myself for not doing it. And it just never worked. It was never sustainable. Even if I got some momentum, eventually some part of me would rebel because I wasn't fully loving and being there for myself. So one exercise that I picked up from Mel Robbins, who is an amazing author that I highly recommend you guys check out, is called the high five habit. So she talks about every morning when you wake up, you step to the mirror 
you look your reflection in the eye and you just high five yourself. Now, sounds a little contrived, sounds a little lame, sounds a little cheesy. And I'm not going to lie, it kind of is when you first start. But if you're listening and you've listened this far, I have a proposition for you. Make a commitment to yourself that you're going to do this for five days. It takes two seconds, right? It's not like you need to meditate for 30 minutes every morning or anything like that. It's literally having that one moment with yourself every morning before you start your day where you just acknowledge the human staring back at you, the human that is doing his or her best, the human that is a fallible yet beautiful, well-intentioned human on this earth trying to walk this path with as much integrity and love and compassion as he or she can. And just try this out. Try it on. And if you do take this on, hit me up. Shoot me a DM at Shishi Music on Instagram. Let me know how it went. And the last thing I'll say, which is more of a general theme and not a specific practice like what I just shared, is try having an awareness that every time you start to feel like you're not being disciplined enough, watch for the part of you that wants to be hard on yourself and berate yourself and practice replacing that voice with a more compassionate, loving voice and reminding yourself that whatever it is you desire in this life, you deserve to have. Now, of course, this can be a long, lifelong practice of therapy, getting rid of limiting beliefs, figuring out your mommy and daddy issues, whatever it is. And that's beyond the scope of this talk. But the purpose of this short rant is to offer that there is a way to self-discipline through self-compassion, self-acceptance, and radical self-love. And I believe that that is the only sustainable way to lasting habit formation and behavioral change that supports your highest self. So thank you all for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, I would strongly urge you to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes on Spotify or your favorite listening platform for podcasts. And of course, go follow the Sacred Giggle podcast on Instagram. Shoot me a message at Shishi Music with your thoughts on this podcast or any of the other conversations. And thank you so much for your support. I love you all and I'll be back with you soon. Peace. Much love.